Welcome to For What It's Worth, an introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. There are certain women I just want to bitch slap. <laughs> so in summary, people are awful. <laughs> it's it's kind of true. Now in its 10th glorious season. I'm a horrible person. You leave stuff laying around? I'm a really bad person. Now that we're all leaving our houses again and... Pull that record, we're done, aboard. Trying to remember what it's like to see another person, it's the perfect time to talk about the furry convention. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to For What It's Worth. I'm Nuka, and with me are my glorious co-hosts, Rue and Sammy. How y'all doing? I'm doing amazing. How are you doing, Sammy? Uh, I'm good. I'm here. It's cold outside. Well... Okay, so I have so many things, so, so many things to talk about. I mean, come on. We had a whole long, long, long break. A lot of people haven't heard from us for a while. And um, so there's just been a lot that's happened. So much that I don't know what to say. No, I'm just joking. So, um, (laughs) okay. So one thing that I have had that has happened to me is I have been playing a lot of online survival games with actually Click and uh, Vouse um, and Sammy's coworker. Um, <laughs> we've been playing Conan, and we've also been playing Ark. Ark and is so Sammy's good. Been playing oh as, my god, playing as well. Oh, you should come join us. I love Ark. And we played Raft. Yeah, we also played Raft as well, and we and played through all of Raft. Valheim. Yeah, Valheim, and then I I've also been Valheim. playing this. I tried. You couldn't? I tried. Yeah. I couldn't get into it. Ark, though. Oh, my God. I love me some Ark. Well, we need to get you in to, to play some Ark so that you can um, meet all of our dinosaur friends. That uh, The one thing I hate about that game is you go off into an adventure, and then you die, and your dinosaur dies. And it doesn't matter. Like You can come back, but your dinosaur is dead. And that's so traumatic because we name them and we pet them and we love them and then they die. Life is a harsh, harsh And we pick up their poop. And they pick up their poop. Yeah, they poop. Oh my gosh, there's so much poop in our game. That is the one mechanic I don't understand. I'm like, what? Fertilizer. (laughs) Of all the things. It's not even that, like, fertilizer, sure, but it's the freaking sound effect. when When you poop and it's just like, and I'm like, ah, I don't need this. Well, it's terrible. Sammy, what have you been up to? Um, other, yeah, other than pooping. <laughs> uh, playing games. Uh, we watched. I mean, Stranger Things season four came out, and that shit was amazing. Uh, running up that. Oh wait, copyright. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got thirty seconds. Um, so we love. Sh- Stranger Things. So, um, I've got. I mean, I kind of started the the new job at the end of the last season, but being uh, there almost, it'll be six months in December. So, um, working up at the university um, that's close by and doing IT for their research department. So, I get to tell a bunch of you know PhDs and. Uh, graduate students and postdocs and them and then be like, nah, you guys don't know how your computers work because all you know is science. Good. Profs are jerks. <laughs> <laughs> Those it's science funny, people. Like, I swear it's like 
to fit in all the information they have to know, they push out all the information for everything else. So then it's like, oh, how do you do this really simple thing on the computer? And I'm like, you have a PhD. You're supposed to be smarter than me. But (laughs) yeah, I I like it. It's been really good. Um, Other than that, just, you know, taking it easy, I guess. You know, Sammy, my favorite tech support question was when I was helping, I was help, I was doing like virtual tours for a real estate company at one point in time, and so I had Many to help. Many indivi- yeah, a long, long time ago, and quite literally, I had this individual that was so clueless because they had these like burnt CDs that they would um, issue out that shows like the virtual tour, like back when CDs were a huge thing. In the before times. And, this lady is like, I don't understand how to get this in to my computer. And I was like, uh, ma'am, you have to press the button on the side and your CD tray will come out. Yes, it was that long ago. Mm-hmm. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I thought that was my cup holder. Oh, no. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, I've, I've seen pictures like that and I, oh, they always hurt. Always hurt. I bet that you have some amazing IT stories that you can share yeah. later on i smell i, smell I could probably think of, of some <laughs> oh no honestly i think yeah we could probably fill an episode with that kind of stuff pretty easy especially you know as as they say furries run the internet which is true um you know there's one and a half in my office me being the one and the half being a coworker who is who married into furry, I guess, because her partner is a furry. So it's great. So Nuka. Yes. What have you been up to this long, long um, season break? I think this is the longest season break that for what it's worth has ever taken. But it, it's going to show. It's going to show in the, the quality. Wink. <laughs> um no it's it's been uh, i i guess i mean uh since since last time y'all heard from me I, I started my new semester at school so teaching you know back into the grind teaching uh usual teaching all my favorite classes so i i love it it's a labor of love i i love my job um but i'm not doing my job i'm uh i just I, i'm a huge uh jrpg fan and uh you know persona is one of my favorite series and uh, persona 5 royal just came out and so I've been replaying uh, Persona 5, well, I guess playing Persona 5 Royal, which feels like replaying it, but with a bunch of extra stuff. And it's fantastic. It's, it's definitely worth it if anyone out there is a Persona fan and you're wondering if the, the Royal version is worth it. It absolutely is. Uh, and then other than that, I've been uh, with my, my research work with for science. Uh, so some of you may have heard in the news, there's this litter box story that just oh, will gosh. not die. It seems like every time it's about to die, someone dusts it off and brings it up again. And somebody for, wipes yeah. the dirty litter and away. For the last three months, it's like clockwork. Like once a week, we have some news organizations that comes to us and says, hey, can you confirm or deny this uh, litter box story? And it's just been every week, every week we're doing it. Some politicians, some person on a school board brings it up and we have to debunk it all over again and uh man i'm i am i never believed when we started doing this research fast forward 10 years that this would be what i was doing with my uh my phd (laughs) was just you know they said oh no no one cares about furries furries aren't important and i i almost started believing it 
and now like it's national discourse. The 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 amount of time I spent with like NB MSNBC and ABC and with the Guardian, I just never never thought that this would be the thing. <laughs> so Nuka, I don't mean to derail the episode, but some of the furries that are listening to the episode may not know what you're talking about. So so the litter box story, real quick, like. 10 or 12 years ago on like a podcast or, or I guess like a radio show, sorry, this is sort of before podcasts were too big a thing, but someone had made an offhanded comment about like, Oh, these, have you heard of these furries? And a, a friend of mine was working security at a furry convention. And I'm pretty sure they saw a litter box there. Ha ha. And then that just, for whatever reason, every few years since then, it's come up when someone wants to complain about the progressives and their crazy progressive agenda. They go, it's getting to the point now where the kids in schools are all furries and they all want to bark and meow and they're all using litter boxes in schools. And everyone seems to have heard this story. And like, it's like a friend of a friend of a friend knows a kid at their school who did. And no one seems to be able to actually find and put in front of a camera a kid or a parent of a kid for whom this is the case. And yet that has not stopped politicians from constantly bringing this up. Oh, in my constituency, I heard the schools are allowing litter box. And so we have to constantly explain, no, no, furries are not asking for litter boxes. No, furries do not use litter boxes. No, this is not a thing that happens at furry conventions. Yeah, so. So yeah, there, that's what I'm putting my degree to use doing. <laughs> Yay! All that time worth it. <laughs> left, a, left a bad taste in my mouth. I could sure go for something sweeter and crunchier and more more delicious. What do you think? Yes, I'm excited. I definitely, definitely want to read the fortune cookie of this episode. Um, hold on one second. I'm not hearing a sound, though. What's going on? I don't know. Maybe it's broken. I don't know. Well, that's all right. Read a, it anyway. I have a quick announcement that I uh, I was very bad at not sharing earlier. <clears throat> um, we'll edit all that in post, 100%. <laughs> but, um, hey, I we just wanted to make a quick announcement that you'll notice that one um, voice is missing. Um, Fire Breath has joined, uh, joined for what it's worth, uh, back in, like, episode... season two episode 12 and he has decided to start you know focusing on some other things and and he's not here as an announcer anymore at this particular time and and you might hear from him once in a while you might not it just all depends on on things but uh we just wanted to take a minute just to thank him for his time that he's put into the show Now that I have killed your segue, let's get back to it. So the crunchy goodness of today is time is a wise counselor in bed with a cookie. Look like I had an exit that once. <laughs> you had an exit said that to you? <laughs>
And we're back. So uh, with everyone here, I figured, um, you know, as the, the introduction suggested, now that uh, cons are starting to open up again, I guess this has been happening for the past year or so, but uh, a lot of folks are excited to go back to cons. For me in particular, I made it out to a few cons this year. Uh, but one of the things that's been really exciting in my research uh, has been seeing that there's been a lot of first time attendees, like because it's all, all the folks who didn't get to go during the pandemic suddenly are going to conventions. And I realized that, um, you know, with there being that big, you know, one, two year hiatus on all conventions, um, there's a lot of folks who want to go to cons who don't necessarily know, you know, they haven't had the, uh, the sort of what, what should I do? What should I expect? And nothing breaks my heart more than hearing about a fur who went to their first con and it wasn't really what they were hoping for. They didn't get much out of it. So I thought today, using the, the combined wisdom of the three of us here, uh, maybe we could give them some some advice. And even if it's not their first con, even if you've been to 50 cons, it never hurts to hear from other folks some tips, tricks, ideas, do's and don'ts for conventions. So what do you guys think? Well, I think, um, I think that I would say that some of the things that, that I would recommend is make sure that you... Um, you have a place to stay ahead of time. Make sure yeah. that, um, I mean, I know that, I know we're talking about the packing and I'm sorry, I'm being terrible here. So uh, it's season one, guys. We're, we're getting back into the groove of things. So I'm it's so episode sorry. One, episode one. Wow. Wow. This Rue, is getting you are, close. you are having a, a struggle bus over there. Uh, all right, Sammy, go ahead. Why don't you start <laughs> off with your list? All right. All right. Well, I mean, okay, so I have been, let me let me preface this with, I have been going to conventions since 2006. All right, I've been going to conventions since I was 16, and it is, you know, now 2022. So that's, that's a number of years, a couple of conventions here or there. Um... I will say the first one is always going to be stressful, no matter how much you pre-plan. Um, I mean, they're always stressful to get to. At least I find they're always stressful to get to. But that's just because there's a lot. There's a lot of moving parts um, involved with preparing to go to a convention and actually going. Um, for me personally. Um, my biggest things are, you know, making sure everything's squared away before you go, um, getting your registration done, getting your, um, hotel room taken care of, getting your travel taken care of, um, Oh, if we can stop at registration for one second. Yeah, we can For folks who don't know, you can save yourself about, depending on the con you go to, you can save yourself four to six hours by (laughs) pre-registering. Uh, a thing that I did not learn for the first couple of cons I went to, but if you pre-register, you you get to go on the short line, which is sometimes hours shorter than the long line. <laughs> yeah. Well, in a lot of conventions as well, if you pre-reg, um, especially if you pre-reg far enough in advance, you'll actually get a discount on your ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of conventions, you know, that like eight, six months prior, you know, sometimes the registration's up to $40 less depending on the convention. Um, and then, so you're saving money there and then it's all set and ready to go. And like Nuka said, sometimes that line is, uh, whew, 
especially these bigger cons. Oh boy. Yeah, Anthrocon in particular, I'm thinking used to have infamously long, you know, reg lines. And something else that sometimes people don't know, if you um, some conventions have tiers and uh, tiers of registration. And um, if you pay for a higher tier, then there is another line for you to go into. And so you could actually get it, get through the registration line even faster um, by having a higher tier. And you, and you might think to yourself, well, what's the big deal? Um, but if you're getting to a furry convention, this is your first, first impression, first exposure to the furry convention. You look around and see everyone running around and getting to see each other. And, and your first experience to it is waiting in a line for four and a half hours. You're kind of start, you're starting off stumbling out of the blocks, right? It's, it's, it doesn't guarantee a bad time, but it's just like, you know, you, you'd ideally like to start off on a high note. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. We, uh, we we at my house we have dubbed it the line ride when you get stuck in those nice long lines and um yeah but continuing with the registration you know with with the tiers like Rue said you sometimes yeah you'll get through faster but then you also get you'll get extra swag you know sometimes you get um, early access to um, like events. the dealer's den, the big main events, you know, they'll let you guys in first before everybody else. Guest of honor um, dinners. Yep. Guest of honor dinners, other special events. Um, so when you're looking at registration on the site, you know, go through each one and see if um, the extra stuff is stuff that you'd want to do. I mean, a couple years ago, um, BLFC, I think it was BLFC 2019 um, when they first did the D&D theme. Um, one of the highest level, you could get um, the minis of the characters they had created. And me being the dork I am went, uh, yeah, I'm going to spend the extra money and get those. Um, but, you know, it's limited supply. So they only had a certain number of those available and you had to, you could only get it by pre-registering. So those are all things to look at. And from another practical consideration too, depending on the con you go to, there was a, a, a furry con a few years ago. It doesn't exist anymore, sadly, but it was in uh, Ontario. Uh, Condition, it was called. And it went for five or six years, I think. But they had the most amazing super sponsor package where one of the things you got was they had a, a super sponsor suite and there was always like food there. There was food and drinks there. And so if you're a particularly, you know, clever, shrewd sort of spender kind of person, you could, you know, get the super sponsor package and then your food is taken care of for the weekends. Mm -hmm. So in terms of thinking about, do I have to pack food? Do I have to figure out restaurants? That's just done for you. The more stuff you can get taken care of out of the way. So you're not worrying about food in the middle of the con. That's great. That, that, that helps. That's that's fantastic to have less to worry about during uh, your first con. It's definitely worth spending your time looking through and examining the different tiers to, to be able to... That will make or break potentially your um, convention experience. Now, at the same exact time, a lot of conventions, they're okay with you um, upgrading your um your membership later if you were interested in doing that exactly if they have it available like for example with sammy how um he was able to get the epic tier for blfc well 
you know what, that only had a limited amount of slots because they only had so many of those particular items. And so nobody was able to upgrade to that um, at the con itself, potentially. Things like that can oh, happen. Be, be mindful, too. This is, this is a little bit unrelated. When you're in those reg lines, nothing is worse than sitting through a four-hour reg line, getting to the front of it and realizing you forgot your ID in the hotel room mm-hmm. or you, you you don't have your little slip of paper that they said you need to bring with you. So, uh, yeah, do yourself a favor. Find out what they want you to, if you pre-registered, find out what they want you to bring uh, with you. Always assume they want you to have your ID. Every single con I've been to requires you to have government-issued ID. If you don't have that with you, you're not getting in. Now, um, current. It can't be expired. Current ID. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, I, Make sure I, that I you keep... look at your ID before you go, because if it is expired, you know, they may not let you in. And you, and you got to check and, and check because every con has slightly different rules and they change during the pandemic. When we were coming back from the pandemic, when I was at Anthrocon this year, for example, uh, you needed to have proof of vaccination. And I, I saw people turned away. They would sit in that three hour line. They'd get to the front. They didn't have proof of vaccine. And it's OK, well, sorry, you got to you got to go now. You just wasted three hours in a line. Um, so do the reading beforehand and figure out what do I need to bring? Don't again. that's that's the sort of thing that will put a bad taste in your mouth right from the start at a convention. So I want to talk, um, Sammy mentioned a little bit about um, hotel, right? And making yes. sure that you have the space reserved. Now there's a lot of different places that you can end up finding um, roommates, but the number one thing that I would recommend is if you can try to go with people that, you know, um, I love all of the, the furries and the furry fandom, but let me tell you, there's a lot of them. I don't want to room with and um just personality clashes that's you know even if they're perfectly fine people if you're a very neat person and they're a very messy person you're going to have a bad time trying to share a room together i have times that i want to be a furry and then there's times that i don't want to be a furry and uh, you know there's times when i need to have that particular downtime so being able to be with close friends uh, where you can truly you know where you can just shoot the shit be yourself um, you know, I think that that's important, but, um, I've heard some pretty nasty horror stories when it comes to, um, uh, rooming, uh, with people that you don't know. Like, for example, I've had, a um, a couple of friends who ended up, um, finding an ad that's, um, and they really needed a room. And so they went ahead and booked the room with this person but then when they got there there was eight maybe 10 like people in the room itself and there was only two beds so they had to like a lot of them were sleeping on the ground or on the floor and there wasn't really it wasn't comfortable and let me tell you if i'm gonna pay for a hotel room or a percentage of a hotel room i want to like actually like have a bed to sleep in so which is so go ahead. go ahead go for it which also leads to another point by the way if you're a first time convention goer you might not know this uh there oftentimes there are rules for how many people you can have in the in the hotel room yeah, it's a right fire so hazard. yeah so for ha- fire hazard reasons for security reasons whatever so be mindful that if your plan is i'm going to go to the the convention especially the convention hotel is usually fairly you know heavily monitored for this because they know it's a, con- a convention going on if your plan is, oh, seven of us are going to go in a room together, um, 
you might not be allowed. Like when you go to register, you might only be allowed to have four people in that room. They might only give you three or four keys and say, that's it. And if they find out there's any more of you, um, yeah, they could, you know, you could lose the room. So please be mindful, you know, hey, your plans should probably revolve around, you know, three, four to a room tops kind of thing. Figure out, figure out what the rules are about that. Um, again, you don't, you don't want to be dealing with cons or with uh, hotel room stuff while you're trying to have a good time at a convention. You definitely and go for it. The other thing with that too is, is I mean, all right. I've been going to conventions for a long time. I have many a time in my life done the, um, how many people are we packing? Um, you know, floor space, you know, more than two people to a bed. Somebody's in the bathtub, you know, I I've seen, I've seen it. Um, which can work. I mean, some people it's fine. Um, but like Ru said, if you can find friends to go with, um, that is ideal. Or if you're like, hey, I'm just going to get a room by myself because I can. That works too. Um, the other thing as well is if you don't know anyone directly um, who has a room or has room space available, um, you know, ask your friends. A lot of the times they'll know somebody else that maybe not be in your immediate circle um, but they, so they can, can vet vouch. and say, you know, yeah, they're fine. I know them. They've I've roomed with them before or, um, you know, I've got a really good relationship with them. And, you know, you guys would be fine. That kind of stuff. So if you hear the words, good, good luck, around. maybe yeah. maybe reconsider. Yeah. Your... yeah. So and there's always going to be people, you know, people will drop. Sometimes, you know, those few months beforehand, you know, life comes up, things happen, plans. There's always some light last minute yeah, changes. With, plans with change. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, hey, if you know, if someone drops, let me know. Or, you know, even if you're the one who's running the room or, or you know, paying for the room, um, let people know. Say, hey, you know, yeah, we're full now, but I'll let you know. You know, if you don't happen to find anybody or find a space and someone happens to drop, I'll let you know. Um, that's actually what happened with us at BLFC last year. We um, we got a room. We had roommates lined up and life happened, you know, as it does. And they were like, hey, we're not going to be able to make it. Um, sorry. And it's, you know, it's no big deal. And we found other people to fill fill the other bed really easy so it's um there's a lot there's a lot of people out there but if you can even if you don't know the people directly you're staying with if there's a way to vet them you know even if it's mutuals through twitter or that kind of stuff it's always good to do because yeah having a shitty room experience can really can really make it a long and terrible weekend. So I'm a new furry and I don't want to have a roommate. How, um, or, you know, maybe I do want a roommate, but I want to, you know, be the person like you were saying, that's in charge of the room itself. How do I get uh, a room at a convention? So that is, <laughs> I feel like it's getting more and more difficult. But so a lot of the times um, what happens is the convention will come into whatever contract with whatever hotel 
um, or hotels um, that they are going to be using. Um, they have a block set aside for typically the days of the convention, um, a day a, a day or two before, and a day or two after. Um, sometimes you can get a, a cheaper rate. That's a lot of the reason why you want to go through the hotel um, block with the convention, uh, because you can get a cheaper room, hopefully. Um, these days, it seems a lot of it is moving towards like lottery um for rooms so a lot of the times um i'm just gonna use blsc for the example because it's the one i go to the most um you have to be pre-registered with the convention so you have to have your registration already even if it's just the basic tier um and then you put your name in for the um hotel drawing and then they'll do that and send you an email of, hey, your name got pulled. You get to book a hotel room. Congratulations. Or you get the, hey, sorry, your name didn't get pulled. And, you know, um, and then what will happen a lot of the times is they'll do that. And then like a month later, um, and this normally happens six-ish months beforehand, depending on the convention. Um so normally what they'll do is after about a month or so, they'll take any rooms or names that weren't booked, um, anything that's left over, do another drawing. And they'll just keep doing that over and over until um, all the all the rooms are full. Um, one thing we should some of the go, others sorry, do. go ahead, Nuka. Uh, one thing we should mention, I guess, for, for new timers, too, is um, you have options available. Typically, you know, a lot of these conventions will happen like in, in downtown centers or places near a convention center where there's a lot of hotels. Um, so there's sort of the, there's the, the convention hotel and then there's all the other hotels and there's a bunch of trade-offs here. So usually the convention hotel will oftentimes be one of the more expensive ones. The, the benefit of getting into the convention hotel, especially if you're a fursuiter is like, you can go straight from the, the convention floor to like the hotel room and sort of indoors in one fell swoop. Uh, if you go to a hotel that's not the convention hotel, oftentimes you may have to walk a couple blocks to get to the hotel. Typically, the further away you get from the the conference center, usually it ends up being a little bit cheaper. So if you if you're willing to walk a, a half a mile or a mile, uh, maybe you'll you'll be fifty bucks a night cheaper by going to that hotel, and it'll be a little bit less crowded. The the, the upside is cheaper. The downside might be you have to walk. You might see fewer furries in the lobby of the hotel. Um, they may have less sort of uh, events and stuff set up with the, uh, the the conference center and the hotel itself. But that's the trade-off you make, right? So if you're really on a budget, you may want to consider, hey, maybe I take a bus into the the, the, the convention or I just walk a, a half mile to, to get to the convention every day. If you got the money to splurge on it, go for the convention hotel if you can manage to, to get in when it opens up. Another trick that I found, if you've really got money to spare and it's your first convention, uh, sometimes you can get into suites. So a lot of furries will be will be looking for like basic hotel rooms. If you're lucky, sometimes you can get into like a fancy schmancy hotel room because people weren't willing to spend the extra, you know, 100 extra bucks a night or whatever. Again, it's an expensive option. But if you got the money laying around and you really want to, you know, uh, sweeten your first con experience, that might be a way to do it as well. So to just jump back for just one second, I know that we were talking um, about registration and about the hotels, like how to get them. 
um, one thing that they used to do, and a lot some conventions still do this, but I think it's more rare, is it was like a Black Friday sale where everybody would oh be God. sitting next to their computer and waiting for the hour to F5, tick F5, down. F5, 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 F5. Yeah, and F5 and like hurry and trying to make sure that they get all their information details in as soon as possible so that they can make sure that they beat everybody else. And there was also some some circumstances that I know of in the past that people would overbook rooms on purpose to mm-hmm. be um, because there wasn't a requirement to have a like there was a requirement for a credit card, but they wouldn't like charge it or different things like that. Nowadays, most of the time they charge like a one night, one night or something like that. Typically, it's like a first night deposit just to hold now. it. But, you know, back in the day, it was like Wild West. And thank goodness that it's not like that. Um, it's still a struggle. You'll see it on Twitter all the time that it's a big big deal like when people get rooms for a popular convention people are like i got a room ha 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 sucks to be definitely it's definitely the i won the lottery exactly exactly Um, and and i get it because i feel that way too when i when i get the room i'm like yeah i get to go not this does depend by the way depending on the, the convention you go to if your first con is a much smaller regional convention um like like one of the ones i go to foray in edmonton the, the hotel never fills up. And so, yeah. you know, this isn't an issue. Whereas if, you know, you go into MFF or uh, Anthrocon, or, I mean, they, yeah, this is, don't expect, you're going to be very lucky if you get into the, the convention hotel. Yeah. In fact, I also, I kind of recommend that if it's your first furry con, go to a smaller con. I mean, that's my personal opinion because I think those larger cons, they just, it's a lot. It's it a, can be exhausting and it can well, be overwhelming. That the second part actually i wanted to bring that so hold that thought yeah. until the second part because i wanted to bring some stuff up about that go ahead if i could if i could change something just a little bit here um i was gonna talk a bit about things like food and budgeting in particular i think it's it's because but there's a sort of a meme or a joke that furries who are needs like, food it's a convention yeah, we're just there's... gonna thrive on alcohol <laughs> all weekend so i think there's a, a uh, we've got some research to show too that there's a, a fair percentage of furries who make really poor budgeting decisions, or they don't think in advance about things like well, food. Like you need to, you need to get food, and you know when you're going to get food, food. I guess food options are a good thing to mention here. A lot of convention centers surprisingly have really shitty food options. Uh, yeah, they do. Like if you you can line up for an hour to go get like a, a, a overpriced container of fries at the canteen there. And otherwise, you're walking around. And I've been to convention centers where there's like one restaurant within a quarter mile distance, and that's it. And everything else is like you're you're taking a cab or you're ordering it in. And if there's five thousand people all competing for the same five, six, seven restaurants around, it can be a hassle. Like trying to figure out when are we eating, where are we eating, can be a pain. So one suggestion I have, based on my experience. Um, Stock your room with, with some of the basics, right? So whenever I go to a convention, I always bring a big old box of granola bars. I bring some some basic stuff I can throw into a microwave. So like you know, some microwave burritos if you got a fridge in your uh, hotel room. Uh, a, a, like usually a 24 pack of Gatorade so you have some some something to drink. But it's just some basics so that if, you, if you're going to miss a meal or if it's going to be like, well, I'm not going to be able to get into a restaurant tonight, at least you got some granola bars or Pop-Tarts, whatever, something edible. Uh, in the room so that when you're if you're burned out if you're stressed out and you don't want to go deal with meals got something in your room you're not going to starve to death well i always say this okay again blfc it's it's my favorite i go to it every year 
I literally have not missed a year since year one of BLFC, okay? That hotel, because it's a hotel resort, casino, whatever, um, will ruin you for every other convention. Because you have, so you get there, it's the Grand Sierra Resort. It's a there beautiful is, hotel. It's oh amazing. Also, we paid for all the renovations. You're welcome. Um, there's a Walmart across the street, literally across the street. There is a Starbucks inside. So, so inside the hotel itself, you've got a Starbucks. You've got a little, like, grab-and-go deli. You've got a buffet. You've got, what, like, a dozen other restaurants, like, actual sit-down restaurants. This you've, is, like, best-case scenario, by yeah, the way. You've <laughs> got Porta Subs. Okay, so like some of the restaurants, you've got like Johnny Rockets, you've got a sushi place, you've got a Mexican place, you've got a, you know, your American diner. Um, you literally, like, I, I get there, we go to Walmart, stock up on, you know, water bottle, or not water bottles, typically it's the Gatorades for when we first see For them. me, it's booze. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah booze, but... is, booze is staple. Yep, well, yeah, whatever, whatever you do at the, at the con. Yeah, um, but it's that, you know, stuff for like a quick breakfast in the morning, like a granola, like granola bars, pop tarts, whatever. Because um, I'm a late riser, I always like to just get up and grab something and go. Um, and then it's and then you don't leave the hotel for the rest of the freaking weekend. Also, at that Walmart, at the throw out, if you, there is. Okay, I know, I know, Nuka, you're not going to like to hear this. But anytime you go there, there is no condoms, no lube, alcohol is usually... No booze, yeah. no Gatorade. So in other also, words, um, if you plan on going to Walmart, go before the rush. Because a lot of those essentials that Nuka was talking about... Or bring some about, of those things from home. Or bring home some of those or, from yeah. Home. yeah. But if you're driving, there's another Walmart... That's like not even a ten minute drive that nobody goes to. That's... But it's part of the theme of plan beforehand, right? Yes. The, the less you have to do on the fly, yep. the better shape you'll be in. Yep. And I so, guess it's a counter semi. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I just wanted to talk a little bit about budgeting. But if you have something that's related, I'll just finish up on Sammy's points. So Sammy was describing kind of a best case scenario there, where you got restaurants. Conversely, I, I've been to a con where the conference hotel was just outside of an airport. So there was the, so there was the, the, um, the conference hotel, the convention center and, uh, and hotel. There's an and airport there was, hotel. Like, one restaurant. Yeah. And then there was a highway. Yep. <laughs> until, until you, so, so if you wanted to eat, you're, you're, if you, you can either fight with a thousand other furries to get into this like 60 table restaurant or you're ordering in. <laughs> and, and again, or, you're fighting with you know a thousand other furries to get delivery to this. Yeah. Or you're walking a mile round trip yeah. to go to the like two little fast food joints that are, you know, four or five blocks away. So some planning. Scout ahead, look yeah. at what's around the hotel beforehand and see do you want to place reservations beforehand? Do you want to if it's looking like it's gonna be pretty dicey, more food in your room, right? Bring bring more in advance. Go ahead, Bru. Let's talk about uh, budgeting. I think it's really important. And we so, sort of touched on it, but let's, yeah. So the number one thing that I think that a lot of furries miss out on is either a couple of things. A, just make sure that you set money aside. 
You don't know what type of emergencies will happen when you are out of, if you're traveling out of state, you don't know if something is going to happen to where you're going to have some sort of an emergency. So make sure that you have some money set aside um, to prepare for that. Also, you know what, furries, we are not cheap. There's a lot of things that are happening at the convention itself, like charity events. But also, I highly recommend make sure that you take care of the hotel staff. So make sure that you're tipping them, giving them, um, you know, if if somebody's helping you with your bags, it is something that's customary here in good old USA that you tip. I don't know if that's as much in um, Canada. Yep. Yep. So Canada land. Go ahead. If I could, if I could tell a story about how it, it, I, I, I dodged a huge bullet uh, by, by budgeting some money. Uh, This wasn't at a furry convention, but it was at a convention, an academic convention uh, in Sydney, Australia. So I'm Canadian. Here I am in Sydney, Australia. I am literally on the other side of the planet. And as a habit, a habit I've always gotten into is when you travel, right? Keep your passport separate from your wallet and put $100 in your passport because you never know. Well, fuck me if I didn't lose my wallet oh, in no. Sydney, Australia mm. on my first day. Oh, Nuka. That's my credit card. That's everything. I'm, that's I'm in Sydney life. for like four days and I lost my wallet. And I'm, you know, I need to get, I need, I need food for the rest of it. I need to get, I need a, a, to get a cab to get to the airport, which is across the city of Sydney, which is a bit of a walk. Um, and if I didn't have that, that hundred bucks stashed away in my, my passport, I don't, I honestly, I, I might've gone four days without food and had to walk across the city of Sydney to, to get to the airport, right? Like that would have been the worst. And so ever since I tell people that story, like you never know what's going to happen. Please, like don't, you don't leave yourself in a situation where you are, you're down to your literal last dollar because man, that's, that's inviting a really, really bad story. Um, in that mo, in talking about budgeting, let me tell you guys, like if you have a choice between um, going to a furry convention and eating a meal the next day, let me tell you guys, conventions are paying not worth your it. rent. Yeah, conventions yeah. are not worth it. It is better to make sure that you're paying your debt, paying you know your bills, making sure that you can live the next month. That is way more important than you going and seeing Fluffy that you haven't seen in a year. If you need, related, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. In a related vein, so that's planning in advance. When you're at the con, please also remember that we are impulsive beings. We are creatures of impulse. So you might think to yourself, I'll bring my credit card on the, you know, to the video stand with me. It's not a big deal, right? And that's when you walk past the, the $200 impulse purchase you're going to make. Oh, my favorite artist. I, I didn't know they were going to be here. Oh, my gosh. They have this one-of-a-kind original piece here. I have to get it, right? Oh, my God. That's, that fursuit head is so cute. I wasn't planning on it, but I got my credit card here and I'm going to make a spur of the moment decision, right? Or I'm going to go to the, 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 the auction, the charity auction, and I'm only going to plan to spend a hundred bucks, but this thing just went up and I bid on it twice. And now it's gone to $200 and man, you know, it's so easy in that moment to be impulsive and to forget. So govern your behavior, right? If you only can afford to spend say 200, leave the credit card at home or, or leave it in the hotel room at least put 200 in your wallet and that's it that's your spending money on the floor and once that's gone that's gone um i've very much been guilty of the oh i need it right now and i've yeah 
too much and then it's like oh god and then i've also managed to save myself a few times um but so the main things you want to budget for since we're kind of all over on this so um typically your registration's already paid um if you pre-register it has to be paid before the convention so that's already taken care of um if you're traveling so travel is a thing to budget for depending on how you travel is going to depend on how you need a budget for it if you are flying typically you've prepaid right but it's always good to have some cash on hand in case you know gotta planes, get a cab from the airport yeah you need a cab or your you know your connecting flight was delayed or you know something happens and you need some extra cash always good to have or if you do you know if you're driving whether or not you're the one driving or not um is gas money um you know and if you're driving with somebody and you're just a passenger please help pay for gas because we all know gas is you know crazy um so that's the other thing is is your travel expenses and then if you haven't prepaid your hotel room um, or your, you know, secondary third in the hotel that you've got the money for the hotel room. Um, and then food for however many days you're there, whether you, you know, haul some in, but you're like, all right, I'm going to haul in and have my own food for breakfast and lunch, but then I'm going to go out for dinners, you know, that kind of thing. You'd be like, all right, I have 15 bucks a night to spend at dinner, you know, um, dinner's done. Yep, dealer's den is always, you know, it's always nice to be able to buy something from the dealer's den. Um, so that's another thing to think about. You know, always try to have a couple extra hundred, I would say, for emergencies. Because um, you just never know. Um, you never know when you fall in love with that bad dragon toy that you see at the yes. dealer's den. Yes. And you and need it to get it. It just, you. just it need sight. it. Yeah. Need it. Yeah. So Anyways. those are kind of your, your big main ones. Um I think the uh, the other thing with that, and I just kind of want to touch on it real quick before we go to break, is um, what are you taking? Um, the I mean, you can get there, you can you can budget and put all your stuff aside, and then you're like, "Woo, I'm here at the convention! Oh my god, I didn't bring pants!" You know, so. I know, I know days. furries like that. I know furries oh, yeah. that have shown up with the clothes that is on the back of their 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 sh You know, they didn't bring the any shirt on their back. They're just yeah. there. They packed their first suit, but they forgot to pack clothes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, yes. Make sure that you and pack everything that you need. Yeah, I'm the one that like for the days coming up i have nightmares literal nightmares about forgetting things and being at the convention and then being like where are my feet paws where are this where is that um for me personally and this doesn't work for everybody but for me i have a convention packing list that i have created um it's a general list um, that I then modify for whatever convention. Because, you know, if it's like, oh, we're going to, I don't know, California in the middle of the summer, eh, I'm probably not going to need jeans and a heavy coat. You know, that kind of thing. Um, but typically what I have on there is whatever clothes I'm going to need, um, my toiletries, um, 
And then I've also got like my other necessities. So like medications, um, any other extra items that you want to take with you. Um, like I have my CPAP I've got to take every time, that kind of stuff. Cause it's, you don't want to potentially forget something that's important. Um, and then I've also got a section for my fursuits. If you're traveling with a fursuit. So it's like my under armor, um, the different parts of the fursuit. So body, head, tail, paws, belt for the tail. I have many a times been like, I got my tail. I can't wear it. I've literally used a leash as a belt before because I didn't have a belt, you know, and then any accessories that go with that, you know, maybe a fursuit repair kit, your drying fans, you know, any accessory for that stuff. And then because we all have so much stuff, you know, our electronics, do we have our chargers? Laptop, do phone, we have, charger. yep. All of those things. Um, for me, having that list and being able to check them off as I'm packing really helps with that knowing, all right, we're ready. Everything's there. We're good to go. And then I can get out the door and actually get there. That's some great And be tips. mindful, not just of the lists, but also your means of travel. If you are flying in a plane, which I do for most of my cons, you are limited in the amount of luggage you can carry on with you, right? You are limited. And so be mindful if you're packing, okay, how much of this can I feasibly take? Do I have to leave things here? Should I be planning to buy my toilet toiletries there? Because I can't bring yeah. my mouthwash yeah. onto the plane with you me. Be, don't be that person who's unpacking shit in the airport because you realized you're you're over on your weight allowance. Yeah, or if you're like, all right, I know this is going to be overweight. I'm going to just you know have the money for the overweight. Well, or the and, and just remember when you're traveling back and you bought, you know. You bought stuff, oh, yeah. like 20 Bad Dragon. To, I, I've never done that. But anyways. They so, got to go somewhere. Exactly. They have to go somewhere. And, and you can only know. fit so much into your rectum. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, but one, one last point. One last point. Uh, if you're driving, right? If you're planning to, to carpool with some people, you got to fit all that shit in the car, right? Mm -hmm. I, I just had that when I was uh, with my roomies and we drove over uh, across the provincial line. There were three of us in the car, two fursuits, uh, you know, suitcases for the three of us, technology. One of them is an artist. So they had to bring all their art. So mm -hmm. in our heads, we're thinking three people. This is a car that seats four. This is great. Oh, shit. How are we, how are we going to fit up? So that needs to be thought about. And you don't want to be figuring that out the night before. Yeah. These are conversations to have if you're driving with other people to say, what vehicle are we taking? What are you guys taking? What, you know, how much can we fit? Um, because, maybe, yeah, having, maybe, just maybe, you need to sucks. leave one fursuit home instead of no, bringing all they all have to come with. I'm me. sorry, Sammy, you have so many. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you could leave Puck home once. No, just kidding. Don't no. leave Puck home because I love Puck. He's so adorable. Puck is the best, but he's right. big. He's huge. He is. No, Puck. It will literally take up a whole seat. Like you could tie Puck on car. top of the car. And yeah. people would think it's a dead body on top of the car. Yeah, I could put him in a passenger seat and drive in the HOV lane. Yeah, totally. And 100%. be like, there's just somebody in there. I think that's they great. They won't know. The fastest way, that's the number one tip of today, the fastest way to get to a convention. Stuff your first suit, put it in the driver's seat. There you go. HOV lane, off you go. There you go. All right. Um, Anything else you think we should cover before we go to break? We'll catch you in the next segment. Yeah, okay. We'll All right. Well, with that, we are going to take a quick break, and we will be back Ouch. to talk about what to do when you Ouch. get there. 
Ouch. What? Sammy, you just broke my arm. That's not that's not the type of break that we're talking about. Aw, but that's the fun kind. Oh well. Well, like, I don't know, maybe um, we'll pick we'll fix that later. All oh right. look, a break. Oh look. Bye-bye. How do vampires start their letters? Tomb it may concern. You are listening to for what it's worth. Thank you to our Patreons. You make this happen. Rictus. Liphus. Tenax. Ashton Sergal. Nuka. Bubble Whip. Chap Hogarth. Aussie. Black Baldrick. Ligris. Tyre. Ichigo Okami. Guardian Lion. Rifka. Make me feel alright. Cause baby, we are always shining bright. much patrons i really we we really really appreciate all your help and assistance with making the show what it is so thank you so much yeah he is a very handsome guy and smart he is very 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 smart he's got letters after his name he does he does that's good uh yeah that totally is getting cut (laughs) all right so you guys we have some amazing stuff to come back to um wow that was that was real also rambling again about what's going on here we go so a long time ago um rue was a little wide-eyed bushy-tailed fox and he went to his very very first um convention with one of his friends they drove out there and he was so scared that he didn't want to tell his he didn't tell his family really he i just basically uh well rue he did rue uh basically this has to do with you exactly it doesn't uh, me and rue are two different people what are you talking about um so rue traveled out to good old reno um and didn't tell his family um he just said that he was going out there with a friend and, um, you know, he went out there the first day and um, he went to a, several different panels. I mean, one of the panels was, what do you do for your first time at a furry convention? And um, and then he decided, you know what, I'm going to go to this fox panel because, you know, I'm a fox. I like foxes. And it was an eye opener. One hundred percent. Like the number one thing that they said, our, I mean, somebody stood up and interrupted the panel and said, okay, guys, 
We know what we're here for. Who are the tops? Who are the bottoms? And who are the wolves that are in this room that are going to take advantage of all these foxes? That was my first exposure to a convention. And for me, I was like, I was very new. And I was like, okay, I don't know if this is for me. What the hell? Yeah. I don't know what this is. I don't know what is going on. This is very, very, it, it, it kind of concerned me and made me feel kind of a little bit. I was like, I'm here to learn about foxes and the behaviors of foxes and different things like that. And that panel um, really um, left a bad taste in my mouth. I went home or I went to my friends. Um, his parents lived out there. We went and um, left the convention, went back to his parents and my friend, uh, the next day that we woke up, we were supposed to go back. And my friend decided uh, not not to go back because he wasn't feeling the best. And at that time, I was like, you know, I'm not really feeling it. But I don't know. There was just something in, in, in me that just was like, you know what? Go back one more time and give it a shot. You, you, you're out there. You paid for the registration. You spent Might the money. Might as well go back. You spent the money go back and give it another shot but it was scary for me because i was going there by myself i didn't know anybody that was there um and then i met this guy that was out there that um he um he's a raccoon fursuiter he had a a balloon and uh, i thought he was he was pretty awesome his name was rex in i fact, know who you're talking about yeah yeah so he pulled me in and just kind of you know, let me hang out with them. I went into this exclusive room that I was like, wow, I get to go into the exclusive room called the Headless Lounge. (laughs) The only only fursuiters could go in. And he's like, you'll be my handler. Can you go around with me? And I was the first, it was my first time being a handler. And I got to, I, I got to be with in the Headless VIP lounge. And I, you know, I was starstruck. And I, I, I went out, I danced with them. I had such a good time. I bought my first tell. Um, and that night I went home and I left that tell on with um, as I went to bed. And I woke up with it on me. Anyways, so what I'm trying to say is this. I had a great, I had a bad convention at the beginning, but I had a great convention and when it comes down to it, when it when it comes to your first con, there's going to be great things that are going to happen and there's going to be bad things that are going to happen. So just prepare for that and just give it a chance. Go out there and, and try it. But each person's um, experience is going to be different. And maybe maybe it's not going to be a positive experience in the end. But- I would say that part of our, this conversation, I think, is to help, you know, you, some things are unavoidable. Sometimes good stuff will happen or bad stuff will happen outside your control. But hopefully in this conversation, we'll help you to have, you know, try to maximize the good stuff and try to avoid some of the common pitfalls, things that sort of to make it less likely that you have some of those bad events. Because in the sort of previous segment, we we're talking about like the preparation for the con, getting yourself there. But now let's talk about you're actually there. You're actually there. You 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 registered. You got your, your badge now. And uh, one of the things that I see a lot of because I do, I do research at conventions, especially at a con like Anthicon, so 10,000 furries, um, a significant chunk of them, I can't remember the exact numbers, but something like 30, 35% of the attendees there are first timers. 
Wow. And so it's like, okay, so what do you, what do you, what do you do? And, and I, one of the things I, I notice is as soon as you walk out of that reg line, you've got your badge. And I, I watch it because I work those reg lines to pass out surveys. And you watch these first time furries, they walk out of the reg line and then they stand there and they go, what now? I'm here and I have no idea what to do. There's 10,000 furries running around me. There's a bazillion panels that I could go to and I have no idea what to do. And I think that's a really scary place to be if you're by yourself. So if I could offer some first advice, it would be, if at all possible, go to a con with someone you know, especially if it's a big con, um, having a, a friend there or going with your local group or, or whatever, just gives you a, a foot in the door, gives you someone to, to sort of be there with so you're not alone amidst the sea of strangers. I agree, 100%. Then your your friend can guide you and be like, hey, you know what? I did this last year. It was such a blast. Let's do this again. I, I went to this um, this escape room. I really enjoyed it. Let's go do it. And then then you can follow kind of somebody and, and see if whether or not it's something that you do like or, or you don't like. And then the next year that you go, then you can kind of figure out on your own. But let's say that you don't have anybody to go with. Um, I highly, highly recommend that you look at the con schedule. Usually they post the con schedule ahead of time. Make yourself a mini schedule. Plan on what you are going to do and when you are going to do it. And, uh, and, and look, you don't have to have like a rigid schedule. Like, Oh, uh, hey, I'm Gotta sorry. Drop I'm having such thing a, I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 I have to follow my schedule. I'm sorry, guys. I have to leave. You know, if you're having a good time, then let that schedule go because you're there to, to have fun, to relax and to, and just to be yourself. I mean, I even so, do that now. It's, you know, we'll look at the schedule. Um, one thing, like Ru said, they'll they typically post it, you know, week or so beforehand. Um, but a lot of the times when you're there, you they'll have either pocket schedules, um, some kind of printed schedule that you can have or online ones. Um, yeah, Nowadays a lot it's of places the have an app or some other program they've set up where you can actually go through. And be like, oh, I'm interested in that one and that one and, and kind of make your own schedule. Um, one thing that um, we do that my my partner and I do is that first day or day, you know, we typically get there day prior. So typically day zero, as they call it. Um, we'll actually look at it and say, you know, here's here's panels or events or or things in general that I would like to do or like to go do um and kind of see you know if there's things that overlap or things that um you know we can maybe do together or um you know be like hey friend or roommate or whoever I'm gonna go to this do you want to go with me you know that kind of thing um so even just taking that time and just being like because there is so much sometimes like there's that is one thing about this fandom that I will never not be amazed by is just the sheer variety of people, the variety of skills and the variety of ability and things that people want to share um, and, and do with each other or for each other. Um, so there's some really cool panels that happen at these conventions. And I think sometimes they don't get 
like people don't see them. People don't, they just don't look at them. And it's like, these are some really cool things that go on. Well, if I could uh, mention, so, so I want to make a quick point and then possibly steer into a particular direction here. The one point I was going to make is the number of panels will depend very much on the con you're at. So at small regional conventions, there might only ever be one or two things going on at a time. Whereas a much Fair. bigger convention, MFF, Anthrocon, Further Confusion, there might be 10 different things, 15 things going on at a given time. So depending on the nature of, if you're going to a smaller con, it's going to be much a much more social con. People are, you're going to spend most of your time talking to people in, you know, in a very unstructured way. If you're going to a bigger con, you might spend six hours bouncing from panel to panel to panel to panel. So keep that in mind. But one of the things I want to suggest, because we're talking about how like, you know, the right panel can really help. Um, have there been any panels or give any suggestions for panels that are really good for first timers? So you suggested, for example, the, the Fox meetup, where there's always a, a wolf meetup, a cat meetup. In my experience, I'll say I've never had a good time at those. Those are never panels where I have an especially good time meeting people. Um, in contrast, I would say panels that are interesting, because the reason being, uh, there's very little that all the cats in the fandom have in common, except for the fact that you chose a cat. So then you walk up there and you're hanging out with all these other people and you realize you have nothing in common with them, except you all chose cats. cats. Yeah. But if you pick panels based on really specific interests, if you go to a gamer panel, if you go to a how to build a fursuit panel, you're much more likely to find people who have it, who you can start talking with because you have a shared interest. So my one suggestion would be, if you want to meet people there, go to really specific panels of very specific interests that you have because you're likely to meet people who have similar interests. Well, like we went to um, this last BLFC, I believe it was, somebody was doing a, um, like an animal, like medical animal care, um, basically an animal care panel. Um, it was basically for people within the animal care industry to come and basically it was basically just come and talk and hang out. And, you know, where I worked as an animal control officer for four years before I moved to where I am now. And then we also have done fostering for kittens for a number of years. Um, but it was, it was awesome because we could all go and we all talked about, you know, the things we've seen or the, the crazy things, you know, owners say or do or, you know, it was very much a, um, you know, you could really get a good conversation going. And these were all people I'd never met before in my life. Never seen, you know, just happened. But you could break the ice there. because you had something in common exactly. immediately. Yeah, it was instant. And then it was, you know, we were all laughing and joking and telling, you know, ridiculous stories. And, you know, but then it was also like, hey, I, you know, I've been dealing with a foster that has these issues. You know, what would you guys suggest? That kind of stuff. And it was really easy to have a conversation. Um, and again, you'll get a lot of those where they're very people want to share what they do. They want to share their passions and they want to talk to other people about their passions. One thing I can recommend, um, I do this, I either host it or I attend it almost every con I go to. Um, social games. For me, I really like werewolves, the, the card game, <laughs> social game werewolves. It's like mafia. I always host one of those at uh, Furry Fiesta, uh, some of my local cons. And let me tell you, 
um, you know, it, it goes from like eight o'clock at night to like two in the morning. So like we play for like five or six hours. And to me, that is one of the best places that you can go if you're a first timer. We get so many first timers there. And, you know, over the course of six hours, you're playing a fun game with the same 20, 30 people. And you might do it three, four nights in a row. And so by the end of that con, you've got people, you've got a room full of people who, when you see around the con, hey, hey how's it going? Remember that thing last night? You're going to be there tonight? Oh, awesome. Right. And so suddenly you, you now have like 20 new friends, people who you recognize, maybe you get in touch and you, 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 you know, uh, exchange Twitter information or whatever, but um, you know, you, you're in a room and you were doing an activity together, right? So social games, gaming. So if you go most times as a gaming room of some sorts, maybe it's the person you, you sit down and play board games with for a little while and say, Hey, you want to go get some dinner after this? Right. And now you've got a friend at the con. So activity based uh, panels are great too. I have a weird way of making friends at a convention. Well, you're it's, just weird. So I am weird. <laughs> I am weird. Um, I think it just, I don't know. When I go to a convention, sometimes I'll see um, some people that are out on their own and I can kind of see that they don't 100% know kind of that direction that they need to go towards or they're just sitting in the corner by themselves. And I'll just approach them and be like, hey, how's how's things going? How's your convention? How how are things going? What panels are you going to or different things like that? And sometimes I've gotten to know people that way and People like that will run up to me and, you know, at the next year at the con and they're all in suit and they're like, yeah, you, you know, you helped me get out of my bubble or I don't know. And and I, I don't know. That's weird. I know. And not 100% conventional. I don't know. I guess it is. Conventional. But no, but it's a good, Just, it's a good point. I, I, I've not exactly that way, but I pass out surveys to people, right? And one of the things that I found when, I, when I'm working the lines is I, I've had furries. It's their first convention. And I just spend five minutes talking to them. And I, I know I have furries on my Facebook friend list who I've now talked to and seen at conventions for eight, nine years because I had a five minute conversation with them at their first convention. And don't underestimate how the tiny little like five minutes talking to someone. Right. It, it feels a little weird to put yourself out there. But man, so quickly you can make a friend that way. Yeah. Well, and it's like, like you were saying, Nuka, doing like activities together. I don't know how much other conventions do it, um, but BLFC, um, they've got their, one of their main spaces, um, it's kind of like a hangout space. Yeah, a zoo um, or a yeah, common area. Yeah. yeah. Um, but on one end, they've got board games um, where you you just have a stack that you can basically, you know, rent out. Um, and then they'll have signs where you can put it, put up that says looking for players or that kind of thing. That's a great way. Or it's also a spot where people will sit and draw and hang out. And honestly, most, I don't think I've ever had a moment where if it's like, Hey, do you mind if we sit with you? Or, you know, we're like, hey, can we just sit and have something to eat? Because we also have a food concession stand there. Um, and it's time and time, you know, you do that and, you know, you'll sometimes you'll spark a conversation, you know, or it's easy just to be like, hey, you know, how's it going? You know, enjoying the convention so far, that kind of stuff. Um, because at the end of the day, 
most people want some kind of social interaction. They want yes, that's why they go into a club. Some yeah. kind of acknowledgement of of hey, I'm here. Um, and so it can actually be a, it can actually be easier than you think it is, um, to just have a conversation. Um, but again, it's also one of those where, you know, we're all furries. It kind of helps us get our foot in the door with each other to be like, Hey, you know, I really like your badge. That's a cool persona. What is it? You know? Even that kind of conversation, because then, you know, people want to talk about their sonas. They want to talk about their creative process of, you know, how they came up with their color scheme or whatever, you know. So it's 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 a good way to break the ice. So let me say something controversial now. I'm going oh, gonna, gonna, gonna to do it. I'm going to be controversial. Ooh. Super, Ooh, un, super unpopular opinion, but I'm going to say it. This is based on studying 30,000 furries. Okay. Uh, I mean this in all sincerity, especially to newer furs. A fursuit is not going to get you friends the way you think it does. No. This is a really important point. I think a lot of furries, especially first-time furries, you go to the con, you think, I'm going to bring my fursuits, and I'm going to be super popular. People are going to love my fursuit, and I'm gonna, that's how I'm going to make friends. And you'd be surprised at how many fursuits they put on the fursuit, they run around, they, they get, you know, they're in a few people's pictures and stuff, and then they, they go back to their hotel room, and they take off the suit, and they're like, but... I was supposed to have friends that way. I don't know what, what happened. Why do I still feel so alone? Exactly. Exactly. I have a specific, specific story to, that's related to this. Go, Go for it. it. Um, in my local community, I got really, really well known as uh, as a fursuiter. And every single event, you would see me, not as me, but you would see me in suit. And so everybody knew Rue, the fursuit, but but then there was one time that I had a situation where I wasn't able to suit up and I was like, yeah, I'm going to be there. I'm going to hang out with my friends. I'm going to spend time with them. Nobody nope. talked to me. Nobody knew who you were. Nobody knew who I was. And they were like, who is this person? And like all of a sudden this interaction was was different. And I you realize like how it. superficial the interaction with a fursuit can be. Now, this isn't, exactly. by the way, intended to, to discourage anyone from fursuiting. Far from no, it. No, it's no. very fun. We but all please, love fursuits. <laughs> yeah, but please manage your expectations. I, I, I see people get heartbroken when they realize, I fursuited, why didn't I make any friends? Please keep, fursuiting is performance art. Fursuiting is you are a character. But making friends and stuff, that has to happen outside the suit. You have to put yourself out there. You have to talk to people face to face. Um, one thing I was going to suggest since there's zoos at, you know, or, or common areas where people just kind of meet up at almost every convention. Um, I, I would suggest if you're really lonely, making a little sign that just says, Hey, you know, first time calling, look in the chat with someone, uh, as a, as a person who spends a lot of time wandering around the zoo and stuff, if I saw someone with a sign like that, I'd sit down next to them and say, Hey, what's up? How's your, how's your first con going? Let's chat. Right. Um, it can be something as simple as that. And I think that if you need to, you have to do something to put yourself out there. Um, like, for example, the first time that I went to a fur meet, I was scared. I was scared the very first time that I went. And so what I did is I took my um, my balloon art skills to, um, to, to the first meetup. So then that way I could break up, break the ice a little bit and give people things and, and do little balloon animals to help kind of break the ice to be able to get to know people 
if you're a kick-ass Super Smash Brothers player, go to the game room and show off, right? If you if you know if you love board games, go to the board game room and, and hang out with people who do board games. Go if, if you're you a dancer, draw, go to the dance competition. Draw. Go to the zoo and draw, and people will naturally gravitate towards you. People are as as human beings, we're all curious and we're all curious of each other. You know, it's it's very easy for somebody to say, you know, if you're drawing and somebody's walking by and it's it's very easy for someone to go, oh, wow, that's really cool. You know, and it can definitely spark a conversation. Or you see a table full of artists drawing and you got a sketchbook. Hey, mind if I join you? Yeah, yeah. Artists congregate with artists. Yeah. Well, and one thing that you guys have already stated is if you're not getting those particular reactions, then ask people, then talk to people, then say, like, go be that person that goes up to somebody else and says, wow, that's a really nice picture. Can I sit here and draw with you? Yeah. No one Like, what yeah. are people going to say? Yeah. I and, mean... Yeah, I'm... And here... So we're saying all this. Talk to people. Talk to people. Interact. It's great. I will tell you right now. I am... When they... When people say, um, you don't ever listen to your own advice... I am one of those. I have such a hard time going up and talking to somebody that I don't already know in some way. It Me is, and Sammy have a, have a really story hard. that's related to Yeah, that. we, with our own local group. We were like, oh, we're going to go to this meet because we haven't been to meets <laughs> forever. And it would be great. And it was at an arcade. And we freaking love the arcade. We go all the time. And we're like, yeah, it'll be great. We'll go say hi kind of get a little integrated a little bit with the locals. We got there. We saw them. We never went anywhere near them because <laughs> we neither of us could do it. We're Didn't like, no, you go talk. No, you, no. Oh, oh God. I uh, felt like yeah. I was in the first day yeah. of high school all and, over again. And so we just went and played games and we're like, oh, that was... Uh, uh, another reason why it's good to go with a friend or some friends, because at least it's easier to approach in a group than it is to yeah. go by yourself. Yeah. Uh, so if I could change gears a little... Hard. If I could change gears a little bit, yeah. just to make sure we don't uh, stay focused on one topic. Uh, I wanted to, to change gears a bit. One thing that uh, new time furs may not know... Uh, at a convention, there's kind of a distinction between like the convention floor and then the room parties. It's an entirely different beast. So during the yeah. day, and even oftentimes during the evening, there's always something going on in the convention floor. In the evenings, it's dances. In the day, it's usually some kind of panels. Uh, and for, for furries, different in terms of what, what they go to cons for. So for me, I mostly go for panels and that stuff during the day and to run werewolves at night. I know that there are other furries who don't care at all about the panels they're there for the parties and, the, and the, yes. for them the party culture is why they're at the con and that's fine but let's, let's talk a bit about like some either some do's and don'ts or some advice that you have for you know hey here, here are some things that you know that, that, that fly at a room party that maybe don't fly on the, the the convention floor kind of thing yeah so a lot of the times so room parties i find typically are one of two things Maybe one of three things. Um, <laughs> a lot of the times it's people who want to host a party will have just a party. Um, some people want to do a party, but with close, closer friends. Um, and then you've got the people who just want to have an orgy all weekend. You know, that's kind of typically your parties. There's also interest-based parties. Like, hey, yes. we're all 
we all have this in common. Let's go to this room yeah. party here for like, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll go hang out. I mean, sometimes our room party is even, hey, we're all going to go play, you know, Mario Party or some shit all night because that's what we want to do. Um, a lot of the times, mo- well, more and more conventions, I think FC was the one who really started it. Um, but I think it's getting a little more common is the party floor. Um, I know FC, it's really like the party floor is, oh my God, it's amazing. Um, but a lot of the times when, um, it's the party floor area, they're typically open parties. Like they're ones where people just, the room's open, the room's open, the door's open. You're kind of free to come and go. Um, a lot of the times it's, you know, maybe they'll have like a DJ and someone serving drinks and it's, you know, a tip bar kind of thing. Um, and that's great. A lot of the times, you know, people will put out flyers around the convention and say, hey, party in, you know, X room at X time, um, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Um, so it's actually pretty common to have like flyers and things around of, you know, outside events that are going on. Um, and then so that's that's a good way to kind of find those parties. Um, a lot of the times, you know, the more private parties, yes, you kind of have to know who, um, who's running them, who's involved, get an invite, that kind of thing. Um, again, that's sometimes where like, if there's a panel going on, um, I know more conventions now, you know, if we're going to say, oh, kink events, let's, let's try and get into those more and more conventions are doing like, you know, kink 101 or, you know, maybe like puppy play panels and stuff like that. And it's a good way to meet people who you're like, Oh, I want to meet more people like that. So it's a good way. And maybe to they have a room party afterwards. Yeah. And yeah. they might say, Hey, you know, we're doing this event. Um, or we're all getting, we're all going to meet at the pool at, you know, nine o'clock and swim or, you know, stuff like that. So, um, a lot of that, it's just kind of watching and seeing what's going on. Um, but again, um, a lot of the times as well is when you're at the party in the room party, you know, you still want to be respectful. This um, is someone's room. Yeah. Yeah. This is someone's room that they're paying for. And if damages happen, they're paying for it. And then they're not going to ever do a party again because people fucked it up. Wait, you mean you can't go to room to room to room and just drink, 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 drink as much as possible and then go to somebody's room and just throw up all over it. I mean, you could, I'm not saying you can't, I'm just saying you shouldn't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, again, like those room party floors, sometimes that is, I mean, it's a little bit what you do. You're like, I'm just gonna, but you know, so I have have something that's revolving around, um, room parties. Okay. I highly, highly recommend that when you go to a convention, Try your best to not become next year's joke or this year's joke. Don't become a social pariah. It's not a place for you to all of a sudden become Mr. Popifer because you decided to yeet yourself down the stairs or that you decided to host a pizza party and come all over the pizza and have this never happens by the way and then and then leave it out into the hotel and yeah no none of this has ever happened and then all of a sudden the the convention is making jokes about it 
And then next year in the, the black market area, they have pizza slices for people to, to use as cum sleeves. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I know that that was so much, and I know that probably most of that's going to be edited out, but let me just say this. Number one thing, try to not become a social pariah. Do be respectful um, in the con space, be respectful, but also be respectful in um, in room parties as well. Yeah, so I, I saw a bit saying furry cons are very fun, especially if it's your first time there. It's really easy to like be sucked into the moment, like, oh my gosh, and, and to sort of damn the consequences. You will like yourself a lot more at the end of the con if you, if you, you know, hold that enthusiasm in check just a little bit and don't do anything you'll regret. And yes. on that, on that note, let's uh, throw it to a break. I think I feel like we covered a lot of stuff. Hopefully it was, you know, useful information. I mean, this is a this is easily a subject we can all talk about for hours. Hours yeah. and hours and hours because we've all done many conventions over many years, but that would make Voss's job miserable. So, already I got this really nasty nasty telegram oh message. He was like, cut this stuff. <laughs> cut it 100%. Done. Like, you guys need to get it done sooner. Oh, no. So, yeah. All right. Well, was, let's get us wrapped up mean. here. So, just to kind of round everything out, let's let's do, like, your biggest do's and don'ts at a convention or at your, maybe for a first-time con-goer. Uh, what are some big things that you kind of hold yourself to um, when you're at a con? Let's start with you, Nuka. Sure. So I guess if I had a, a really big do, it would be um, get out of your hotel room. Uh, it's really easy when you're at a, at a con, especially your first con, to, to sit in a comfort zone, to sit in your hotel room or to like go find a corner to sit in. And I would encourage you to, to put yourself out there. So go, go to where people are, go to you know, the zoo, go to uh, places where you're going to interact with people. Mingle, you'll have a much better time if you mingle with people, if you interact and as a do, go with other people. The best single piece of advice I can give is go to a furry con with another person if you can manage it. Uh, in terms of a don'ts or a couple of don'ts, uh, I mentioned this one already. Don't don't lean solely on like a fursuit as your crutch for social interaction too much. Um, and I guess uh, as another don'ts, um, don't expect the the. Go don't have unreasonable expectations for a con, right? So don't, don't go in thinking it's going to be perfect. Uh, and finally, don't set yourself up for failure by forgetting to plan things, right? Again, the easiest way to, to put a stain on your con is to not plan accordingly, 
leave your registration in the hotel room. Little things like that will will start it off on a bad foot, and that's not a that's not a recipe for a good con for the rest of the weekend. So, all right. How about you? How about you, uh, Rue? What do you think? Yep. Uh, do make plans with people ahead of time. Kind of plan things out and know kind of what are some of the things that you're going to do, but don't overbook yourself. Because if you tend to overbook yourself, you're not going to get to everything that's on your list. And um, be understanding um, if so-and-so that said that they wanted to meet in XYZ room at such and such time all of a sudden cancels with you. There's so much that's going on at the convention. So just understand, have, you know, if, if a plan doesn't happen, then that's fine. Plan something else. Don't let one thing ruin your whole entire convention because you could end up missing out on different experiences. Like for example, what happened to me with my very, very first convention, if I wouldn't have gone back, I don't think that I would be talking to you guys right now. You probably would have never gone to a convention again. No, I probably wouldn't have. All right. Sammy, what did you think? What do you think? So I like both. I like both of yours. So when you talked, Nuka, all I could hear in my head is, I want to be where the people are. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, I'd say for a big one is... um. For me, I find is walk the space, um, especially if it's a larger convention. Um, it's really easy to miss like the smaller rooms, especially like smaller panel rooms or smaller event mm-hmm. spaces. Um, it's, like I said, especially on the bigger ones, if you're on multiple levels and things like that. So give yourself time to walk the space um kind of get your bearings especially if it's a new place you've never been to before um knowing your ins and outs can actually help you feel a little more relaxed um i know we didn't talk about it much but like when i go into the dealer's den that first day when it first opens and i first get in there i always like to do a full walk around before you blow all before your money before I buy row. anything because that's when you're prone to being like I'm going to buy this thing I can't afford I don't care woo and then you're like oh shit now my life is going to be hard um I do like walking that and just kind of seeing because also you'll see things that you may not you know you don't know the artist or you haven't seen before and then you're like oh man I've already blown all my money you know I want this way more than I I wanted this thing I bought on impulse um, so take the time, you know, it's, um, you're there all weekend, you know, there's lots going on. Take the time to take it in. Um, and my, my big don't, I think I'm going to kind of fall with Rue on this is, um, don't, don't over schedule yourself. If you're scheduling, don't, but also don't be too hard on yourself if you don't get to things. Um, that you're like, ah, shit, I really wanted to do that. You know, unfortunately things do happen. Things, you know, you, you end up spending an extra two hours hanging out with the, you know, with whoever you were hanging out with because it was just too good to leave. And that's good. You know, take the time to enjoy those moments that you have. Yes. Rue is raising his hand like a child in class. Uh, uh, Yes, uh, Rue. I, 
I, I have one more. Okay. I That's have it. one more. I'll give you that. It's a little we'll... it's a little little quick tip. I highly recommend like what Sammy was saying earlier in the episode of having an episode I mean not episode, having a day zero. Mm, um, yes. so yeah. you can set up before the con. But I also recommend having a day after post the con, con, a post con day to help you to be able to do the basic things that you usually do over the weekend. Like for instance, getting more groceries, doing laundry, doing laundry, yeah. you know, whatever you need to get done. But I think that that will help you to be successful because let me tell you, like leaving a convention, all of a sudden traveling home and the very next day you're sitting in your cubicle. At it work. sucks. Yeah. yeah. Speaking to that, uh, one, one last quick thing, one last piece okay. of advice, one last quick point. <laughs> last week, uh, last point. Um, yes, post-con depression is a thing. We have studied it. Uh, it is actually a thing. Uh, so be prepared. If it's your first con, you will crash when you come home. You will have that like uh, that feeling of, oh my God, day-to-day life really sucks. We, we've documented it. It's a real thing. So plan before you go to the con. Plan to have stuff in your week when you get back, right? Maybe you're going to see some friends. Maybe you're going to go out to a dinner with someone. Maybe you're going to whatever it is, have something in place to sort of catch you because it's going to be kind of a rough week, your week back. You're going to come off of the high of a furry con to go back to your dreary, like, like you said, your cubicle. It's harsh. So so set yourself up to, to have a gentle landing into that. And, and don't be surprised when it happens. So plan for it. And my last do, 621 rule. Can't believe we went this oh entire thing. Oh my God, we didn't even talk one. about it. Oh. 621, really, really super quick. <laughs> Every day at a con, six hours of sleep, two meals, one shower. Yes. Your body will thank you. Your roommates will thank you. D- not negotiable. Yes. Six hours of sleep every night, two meals, one shower. And if you're a suitor, more than one shower for the love of God. Yeah. Uh, you know what's horrible me? This whole entire time I was thinking about that. But I was like, you know what? This will be the first episode. We're not going to talk about that <laughs> because every single episode, you know, that's something that always is talked about at every single panel. But we got to um, mention it. Gotta I, mention know, it. I it's know. It's a, okay, it's a classic. It's your standard, you know. All right. All right. <laughs> well, I think that about wraps up the episode in and of itself. Um, do we have we anything for the mailbag? Mail. Yeah, I have. Uh, let's let me. Let me bring it up here. And, uh, oh, I have uh, just one email, and it's, it's from Sammy. It says, uh, hi, Nuka. How's it going? Really, really lonely. No one is emailing us. I'm so, so very lonely. Yeah. Th- thank Aww. you. Thank you, Sammy. <laughs> I, uh, at least for your somebody email. gets an email, right? <laughs> so uh, it, was, it was that and some tumbleweeds in our uh, inbox this week. So please... Uh, we encourage you to uh, send us uh, emails. We like getting mails in our mailbag. It gives us something to talk about uh, in the episode. We love hearing from you all. He likes getting mails in his mailbag. Oh. <laughs> giggle, giggle. Oh, no. <laughs> but no, send us emails, whether or not they're about the current topic or just, you know, you want to be like, hey, guys, you know, I'm doing this. I like listening to the show. Um, we love hearing from you. Yeah, tell us about what you're up to. We love hearing about it, and we love, you know, being able to see how how folks are. Um, but all right. So on that note, oh. 
so um, what we are going to be doing, we will be posting about the next episode. Um, you can find that on our social media account. So please go ahead and make sure that you um, pay attention to either Twitter, Facebook, or Telegram, and you'll be able to... Yes, I sound like an operator now, but <laughs> please look at those particular places and you'll be able to see what the next episode is going to be about. If you would like we to would listen to, to the next episode, it. please press one. For Spanish, please press two. Please press dos. <laughs> For right, Japanese, well, please press san. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this has been awesome. Thank you all for, for, for being here and for chatting with us. Hopefully it was uh, useful for everyone else out there. Uh, again, looking forward to your feedback on this episode to see if we missed anything. Maybe we'll have to do a part two of this. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, this has been Nuka. This has been Rue. And Sammy. And, and this, this has been, been For What for It's what Worth. Is worth.